Good evening, Jessica. Good, is, it, it, I suppose it is evening, isn't it? It's 5pm yeah, in, in my country. <laughs> well, in my country, it's a more respectable hour for me to be sipping a whiskey. You're sipping whiskey? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I only have respect for that. Thank. Well, you said you had some wine. I have tea as well, but you said you had some <laughs> wine, and I thought, I can't be left out, but I also didn't want to go out of my room to get a drink. Okay. The less you exit your sphere of safety, the better. Yeah, and this very much is my, my sphere of safety. In fact, I am just... I, it's not the most safe. I'm, I'm mere steps away from a nuclear bomb shelter. That would be the safest. That would be racist. But I imagine... No! <laughs> that would be the safest. Oh, it would be the safest. Yeah. I, d- I don't think trying to protect yourself from nuclear warfare is inherently racist. Maybe not inherently, but the subtext is there. How the hell are you? I'm, I'm, I'm good, actually. I'm doing well. Um, I'm feeling, I had a pretty good workout today. Nice. Um, I, I typed up some Wait, notes. you had a good workout without me? Um, no. <laughs> I, I didn't. Um, I just did <laughs> a, I just did a wonderful pub quiz. Did you? Did, what, what a coincidence, because I just ran a pub quiz. Oh, that's so funny. It would have been so great if that had aligned somehow. Wow. <laughs> Although I don't think it quite counts as a pub quiz because A, I wasn't drunk at the time, and B, it started at 2.30, so it's quite quite well, early uh, in the day. As, as I've pointed out, Jess, some of us are living at a more respectable hour. <laughs> so, yeah, 3.30, acceptable, 2.30 is lunchtime. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, how are you? Okay. Well, I'm still coming down from the adrenaline of running a pub quiz. You, you'd think that being in your own house alone, well, I wasn't alone, which is part of the point, but, you know, being in your own house shouldn't be terrifying, but it was because I did it on Twitch. I couldn't see or hear anybody else. I just knew they were watching because of their comments. But also, I'm, like, really mm. new to Twitch. And I don't think you can actually make a private stream. So I kept having random people enter my quiz, which is all about sexual health, which, you know, definitely is not a subject you want random strangers just turning up to uh, to give you their creepy comments. So... No, um, no, no. So yeah, it was, it was Arguably one of the crazy. worst. Um <laughs> Yes, it was um, it was fun and you know it was for charity and um yeah raised a bit of money but um yeah <laughs> it was yeah. it was genuinely quite nerve wracking. Well, you did very well. Thank you so much. I was just drinking a bit of my wine there. Oh, what so. kind? Red, white, rosé, fortified? There are only there are only four kinds. Um, it was it's red. Actually, that's Great. my wine of choice. Great. <laughs> um.
have we gathered here today? <laughs> well, Adam, I'm so glad you asked. Um, we we are gathered here today because a few weeks ago, I start I joined this group for creative prompts because yeah. you know you want to be a bit creative when you're stuck in your house. All the all day, I think a lot of people are doing creative things. Um, and they were like quite random prompts every day and so sometimes I'd sort of I'd just write a little poem or something I wouldn't spend too much time and then one day the prompt was um, it was was something like take a genre and write a bad example of it and I thought oh I've got to do this one there's no pressure to do them every day and I hadn't done them for a while but this one I was like yeah and then what emerged from that is is a story, a saga, if you will. A, a story or a saga. I will saga. A saga has emerged. <laughs> a saga has emerged because originally I only wrote one page or two pages, but like just one chapter for this prompt. But it, it got it got a reaction from friends and family, mainly because mm. I ended it on a, on a cliffhanger, as will become clear. And yeah. a couple of requests were made for a second chapter and then what eventually happened was that I didn't know when to stop so we're, we're currently eight chapters into the passionate tale of Jacqueline Holland Jacqueline Jacqueline Hollenberry um the, yeah and her many the, amours her many amours the what what did we call them? the many passions of Jacqueline Hollenberry yeah, we sort of workshopped a few titles, and we did we did agree on the many passions of Jacqueline Hollenberry, which it would help if I could say her name. Yeah, <laughs> that would help. That would help. I don't think I've said it right once. Um, can we go through some of the rejected titles? So, okay, so originally when there was only one chapter, I. I sort of jokingly, when I posted it on this Facebook group with the creative prompts, I originally called it, I was like, oh, this is a chapter for my new book. Why did the sea take him? As a yeah. joke. But now there are more chapters and it doesn't quite fit that title anymore. So that was the original. Yeah. And because basically, again, as will become clear, I don't plan this at all. This story just emerges M- much from like my this mind. Much like this podcast, there's no planning involved. I don't even know what's going to happen in the next chapter. Sometimes I have a few ideas, but it they're not they're not thought out ones. They are they are mere inklings of ideas. Um, other titles we came up with because we had the eight chapters. There was sentient bosoms, I believe. Sentient bosoms. What was yeah. your one? I you suggested um, her breasts seemed to address him directly. Which is a direct quote from, I think, the first chapter. I believe but it is, yes. That is too long. No t- no <laughs> yeah. podcast, nay book should be that long. <laughs> I mean... The title, anyway. I mean, it's only one word longer than the title we settled on. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, it just felt longer. It's taking up a lot of my life right now. You know, we all have our our ways of coping with 
with the pandemic and mine apparently is to write bad romance fiction is to write some porn it's not porn actually on that (laughs) note on that note one of my friends messaged me yesterday and it was like i can't wait for your next chapter of your in quotation marks erotic fiction and i was like excuse me is my erotic fiction not erotic enough for you <laughs> i mean to be fair, I how don't think, dare you <laughs> i don't i don't know if anyone's apart from arm wrestling i don't know if anyone's actually touched each other in this entire eight chapters actually you're not wrong <laughs> i hadn't actually realized but neither have i adam neither have i <laughs> <laughs> at home with your grandma arm wrestling all day long excuse you <laughs> um i hadn't actually realized until you pointed out although that's actually a spoiler so oh sorry <laughs> not that it really matters but there's a lot of erotic content but not a lot of actual action shall we say i don't know well, how pg this is gonna be Let's let's have a look, shall we? Shall we start? Would you like to start? So I was you're going to read your book, and I'm going to I'm going to kind of do a literary analysis, um, provide okay. some context, draw on the illusions, um, comparisons to the you break it you down. Know, your, your Shakespeare, your Keats, your Byron, uh, your Zeus, gosh, um, all of that, and and we're gonna really drill into what makes the many passions of Jacqueline Hollenberry. I think <laughs> I think the greatest literary work of our um generation. <laughs> so you're what you're saying is your calling is, at the moment is to find out what exactly are the many passions of yeah, JH yeah. I'm gonna call her. It JH has many layers to her. She's like a <laughs> you know a, 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 a particularly a particularly sensuous onion um and you've just gotta peel back the layers to get at that juicy core sensuous onion is an alternative title for this podcast <laughs> <laughs> um actually i just yeah before i begin you said i'm gonna read the book i'm not gonna read the book now <laughs> i'm gonna read chapter one Oh yes, that's more yeah. accurate. Yes, we're gonna do this chapter. Each episode yeah. will be a chapter, right? Yeah, because otherwise that we've just wasted all of our content on one episode, <laughs> <laughs> and it's the limited already. Episode of all time. <laughs> a limited series, if you will. Chapter one: A meeting on the beach. Jacqueline Hollenberry waited by the wet, cold sea for her lover, with impatience. Wrapped delicately in only a silk shift, the icy wind buffering her long, silky, curly, bedacious hair, she regretted not wearing a coat. A coat would have been much warmer than a silk shift. Now, I'm going to I'm oh, gonna interrupt you there. I'm going to interrupt you there. Okay. Um, I did a... I googled... Um, I googled <laughs> warm fabrics... Right, and number Why one on the list is wool, but number two on the list is silk. Um, 
So maybe the problem isn't that she was only wearing a silk shift, <laughs> but that she was only wearing one silk shift. Are you saying that my romance half novel is scientifically inaccurate? I'm listen. All I'm saying is that I think I think we're really getting a sense here of of, of some of um, you know, Jacqueline's unsure. You know, she's she's not certain of herself. If she had worn, for example, um, some silk dungarees, she might have been nice and toasty. Well, they they might be hard to come by. I'm going to actually request that you read the men, the male voices. Okay, okay, I'm ready. If I may. I'm ready, yeah. Okay. That's, that's me. Well, it's you now, <laughs> yeah. Okay, this is me in... I'm. Okay, fourth wall, It. I, I fixed it, I fixed it. Jacqueline! Right, don't overthink it. <laughs> Cried a deep, manly voice. Uh, I, oh, he's American. I'm so sorry I'm late. <laughs> it was him, Engelbert Jenkins, the most dashing man in Plymouth, and her forbidden amour of three days. Jacqueline's breasts heaved purposefully at the sight of him. She felt her ovaries awaken like flowers unfurling in spring. He lunged across the wet, grey, damp, grainy sand towards her, and she noticed with rage that he was not wearing the outfit she had requested of him for their clandestine meeting. A hot flush reached her delicate lady cheeks. Now, I have a question. Go. Are are cheeks... um, (laughs) a sexually dimorphic trait in humans... (laughs) (laughs) um maybe i I believe if you have higher (laughs) higher estrogen levels that you have a rounder face well i that's one possibility the other possibility i think that i've interpreted from this is that jacqueline hollenberry is just so feminine (laughs) that, that even even the typically androgynous traits are extremely feminine in her. What are other androgynous traits? Um, uh, skin. I don't know. I don't think so. I think the, I think men bu- have tougher skin. The, the bum. Maybe. The Maybe I don't know. Lungs. The what? The tongue. Uh, well, uh, tongue. Wo- I said lung, but tongue works too. Oh, lung. Okay. I mean, mm. we're ju- we are just guessing here. I mean, both of us studied anthropology, so we probably should know that. But yeah. Onwards. Onwards. Well, uh, oh no, it's me. Okay. Engelbert, where is your suit of armor? She wailed, like a woman who has lost her favorite comb. He caught up to her then and swept her up into his arms as if she weighed no more than a single piece of paper. She was powerless in his big, bulgy, muscly, hairy, tanned biceps and felt herself succumb to his clutch. My darling Jacqueline. Oh, I love it when you speak French to me, Engelbert, she moaned. A single tear rolled down her cheek. A thousand apologies, my love, my cherry blossom. He whispered into her os- oscillating cleavage. Um, now, what is what is the oscillating 
<laughs> Cleavage. What is happening to this poor woman's breasts that they are oscillating? Have you have you ever read a bodice? What do they call them? A bodice buster, like a Mills and Boone book. I don't. I don't know any of those words. Was it a bodice ris- a bodice ripper? Something like that. There's there's this genre, it's quite an old genre. I, I think I guess nowadays it's probably a little less strictly that way, but um there's this genre of sort of romance novels where especially when men write them, where women's breasts seem to be almost sentient in the amount that they appear. <laughs> <laughs> and and seem to almost have a personality. So when I was writing this, as I said, for a prompt for bad romance, that was very much in my imagination. But I'm actually going to stand by it now. I, originally it was mockery, but now I I think I think breasts should have their time, and they should be represented, and they and they should oscillate. So so really it's. <laughs> It's it's a movement away from objectification and towards subjectification by endowing exactly. these endowments with agency. I couldn't have put it better myself. It is very yeah. much move yeah, instead of objectifying the female body, we we make the whole of it alive <laughs> and <laughs> And but where, where does it end? Is every Does every cell get a consciousness? Do they have to vote? L- <laughs> Look. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're asking big questions, which I respect. Yeah. Um, but I may not have all the answers for, if anything, this work has sort of taken on a life of its own. And, and it's, it's, it's taking me on a journey. Well, that is the that is the true task of all great literature. <laughs> it makes me deeply uncomfortable when you call it that. <laughs> well, let's hear what Engelbert has to say. Right, um, where were we up to? I couldn't get it delivered on time. I couldn't get it delivered on time. I th- I was about to go American then. I thought you had Amazon Prime. Jacqueline's cleavage whispered back. Oh, whispered. Now, oh, now they've course. got a voice as well. Yeah. <laughs> Did they take control of the mouth? Was it the cleavage's turn on the mouth? <laughs> yes. I thought you had Amazon Prime, Jacqueline's cleavage whispered back. Mom changed her password. I'm so sorry. He cried like a man who has lost everything. The cry of a seagull awoke the besotted pair to their surroundings, and Engelbert threw Jacqueline passionately down on the sand with a thump. She now, stood up that, and pulled the... S- is that <laughs> passion or is it assault? <laughs> Look, <laughs> I'm not going to deny there are many problematic elements to this story. <laughs> Most of it being the amount of adjectives I normally use to describe sand and then stop doing that just for this sentence. (laughs) Yeah, the sand has suddenly stopped being grainy and wet and cold and now it's just sand. (laughs) Um, Look, he... I think if you if you say that it's passionate, no, I don't want to. I don't want to say anything that's, that's going to 
gonna go too far um yeah none of this applies if it's true love <laughs> i would say that it was a very symbolic throwing down on the sand and it actually he did fully support her weight with his body and she was not harmed in the process but it felt passionate oh i see so it i see so they yeah they've got an understanding here it's all safe yeah 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 if they've scripted this whole thing I right of course I've just course. made that up. That's not a thing. That's not canon. No, no it's can it's canon. You've said like I it's don't canon. want Engelbert okay. to be a problematic character. No. Well, maybe I he don't is think though. He maybe does... that's the point you're making in your yeah. in your um pièce de résistance. <laughs> Jess, as an author, as a writer, how would you feel if this was your pièce de résistance? <laughs> I don't know how I'd feel as a person, Adam. <laughs> Anyway, she thumped. Let's... Right, okay. She stood up and pulled the silk shift tighter around her body, but her enormous bosom strained against it. Engelbert felt himself escape. grow aroused, warm, sweaty, interested, keen, and attentive. They stared into each other's eyes for 15 minutes without taking a single breath. Instead, they now, were sustained by now, the now... power of their eternal love. No, don't, so they were, sorry, they were sustained by the power of their eternal love, and so they didn't have to breathe. Uh, look, I'm now, sure there have been people who could hold their breath for 15 minutes. No, now listen, David Blaine did that once. He spent 17 minutes on the water. But he, the way he did that, the way he did that, was by filling a tub with liquid that looked like water but that you could in fact breathe so are wow. you saying that he should have just used the power of love yes no eternal love oh right sorry yeah of course uh, oh single breath no breath yeah right uh, f- so they stared into each other's eyes for 15 minutes without taking a single breath. Instead, they were sustained by the power of their eternal love. Jacqueline no longer felt the cold, for she was warmed internally by the knowledge that strict Plymouth society morals could never keep the two of them apart, even if Engelbert's visa ran out. Yes, he was American, but Jacqueline's father need not know that. Finally, Jacqueline blinked. Engelbert recognised the signal. Her lusty, black, thick, sensual, soft, feathery lashes invited him closer. He took a single step. (laughs) Excuse me? I said it seems fine. Feathery, (laughs) great. (laughs) Lusty, brilliant, love it. (laughs) Actually, I've never read this since. Pardon? Eyelashes, aren't they always black, even in like blonde people? Not necessarily, I I have brown eyelashes. Do you? Do I? I have brown hair. Hang on, let me pluck out an eyelash. This is really important to the podcast, you need to keep this in. I mean, I think it's black, but it's really hard to tell. I actually did just pull out an eyelash for this. Did you? You just just plucked out an eyelash, just to prove me wrong. No, you're right, it's brown. Amazing. Okay, well... 
unlike you, Jacqueline has lusty, black, thick, sensual, soft, feathery lashes, and they invited Engelbert closer. He took a single step towards Jacqueline and could taste her beautiful sweat on the sea air. She took his hand lightly and breathed up at him. Now, my darling Engelbert, before the sea takes you back to another land... Oh, I'm going British Airways. Yeah, that's supposed to be an interruption, Adam. Should we do that again? <laughs> okay. Oh, right. Yeah, <laughs> this has now become a, a radio no, play. No, yeah, yeah I, I missed my cue. You're right. Let's do that you again. <laughs> now, my darling Engelbert, before the sea takes you back to another land. Oh, I'm going British Airways. How's that? <laughs> Seamless. I think I'd rather we go must... by the sea. We, well, look, do we, do we want to get into that topic now? No, for another time. Another podcast. <laughs> for another time. Um, gosh. Do you know, I haven't read this since I wrote it, which was about three weeks ago. That's fine. <laughs> and this is mental. Okay. Uh, we must We must consummate our love. Engelbert argued no longer, and he felt his gentleman's sword ready itself for the task ahead. Now, Jacqueline dropped you know I'm to the ground. Interrupt here. <laughs> I'm just sort of hoping you don't, and just sort of <laughs> plow into the next sentence. Go on. What's your hot take? Is it question? <laughs> yes. Is this a euphemism, or did now we must wonder as readers? Is it a euphemism, or did did he get part of his Amazon order and just the sword of his suit of armor arrived? And he's going to have to, um, and he thinks consummate means, like, do battle with. <laughs> that That's a worrying assumption to make. He <laughs> um, Well, like, he has to, he has to, like, fight off, I was going to say fight off crabs, and I meant crabs that live by the sea, but <laughs> in the in the context. <laughs> fight yeah, off, like... I don't know, fish or something. Um no, well, it's, it's a penis, it's crab, Adam. It it's in, a but, penis. Okay, right. <laughs> right, yes, it's a penis. <laughs> yeah. Because, unlike my friend believed, this is actually sometimes erotic fiction. <laughs> gotcha. Engelbert argued no longer, and he felt his gentleman's sword ready itself for the task ahead. Jacqueline dropped to the ground like a drowning fairy and opened her body to him. Her breasts Sorry, I have seemed to, to address I have to him stop. directly. <laughs> I have to stop you again. <laughs> I'm so glad this chapter is only two pages long. <laughs> yeah. When, when she what, o- what's I'll, your... I'll interrupt less for the longer ones, but Sorry. when she opens her body to him, <laughs> is this like a is this like an alien thing? Does she rip open her rib cage? <laughs> No, it's just she she dropped like a drowning fairy, so she's all like crumpled, and then she opens up like. Do fairies drown differently than people? As you said, she's an incredibly feminine person, and I had to somehow reflect that. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. I think that this is the trouble about writing a parody. I think the implication this isn't a parody, it's a great work of literature. Um I think that the implication that all fairies are women is really representative of a of a sort of problematic, um, gendered 
um, structure in terms of representation for um, the realm of fae, elves, and other allied uh, quasi-real species. Look, I agree, and that's, you know, <laughs> uh, I wrote this entirely to take down the heteronormative, <laughs> misogynistic genre of romance fiction. Right, I'm actually right, very right. noble. <laughs> you are, you are. This is a noble task. No, I, I, I wrote it to be funny. Onwards. <laughs> right, okay. So she dropped to the ground like a drowning fairy and opened her body to him. Her breasts seemed to address him directly. Come to us, Engelbert, come to us. He was just about to oblige them when... Stop right there. <laughs> Is this your Spanish accent? <laughs> we don't know that he's Spanish yet. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Scratch that. <laughs> Stop right there. Stop, stop. No, it's gone Scottish now. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, Do it Scottish. Dear, mio. Stop right there. Yeah, stop right there. But deeper, like a man. It wasn't... Stop, stop. <laughs> no, it goes Scottish. Is a man with Spanish accent just a Scottish accent? Well, like... Stop right there. Stop right there. Without yeah. giving too much away, he's obviously at this point speaking English and he must have learnt that from somewhere, so who's to say he didn't have a Scottish teacher? Oh, you're right. Stop right there. <laughs> it was an even deeper, even manlier voice. I'm really, like, big on the gender dichotomy here. <laughs> <laughs> Jacqueline gasped. Enrique? She sobbed, lying femininely there in the sand. <laughs> Engelbert's hawk-like, hazel, intelligent, inquisitive, narrow, open, brown, deep eyes narrowed. <laughs> Aha, he thought, a love rival. Oh gosh, that's the end. And that's the end of chapter one of The Many Passions of Jacqueline Hollenberry. Um, yeah, first so passion let's... out of currently eight. Yeah, so let's... Let's do a recap of what happened in this chapter. Okay. Well, as a recap, it starts with Jacqueline Hollenberry, whose name I can now pronounce, waiting for her lover by the sea. He arrives. He's very dashing. They are deeply, passionately in love. They've known each other for three days. The sand is very descriptive. He didn't wear his suit of armour like Jacqueline requested. Neither of them can speak French. They stare at each other for an unscientifically long amount of time. They are about to consummate their love when no. a love rival, Enrique, arrives. And that's it. Oh, and her breasts are sentient. Her sentient breasts, yeah. Now, um, minor point of order. Mm-hmm. All we know is that Jacqueline can't speak French. Engelbert <laughs> might might be he wasn't in that moment speaking French to Jacqueline. I don't actually know that because I mean I don't speak French. Maybe my darling Jacqueline is how you say my darling Jacqueline in French. Um, but Engelbert might be more fluent than I. The the joke is Adam. I I agree. It's a very subtle joke, and it's pretty much only for my amusement. But that Jacqueline's already a French name. <laughs> No, yeah, I, I, I did pick up on that. Um, <laughs> um, but I, I agree, she's... look, we shouldn't judge, we shouldn't assume. Engelbert may well be fluent in French, and honestly, nothing in the next chapters prove that he can't. This is, this is true. Um, okay, so we've got 
Jacqueline and Engelbert on a beach. They're about to consummate their love, I assume right there in the sand. Um, yes. When suddenly a, a manlier man appears. Uh, and who knows what happens next? Well, we do. We've both well, read the next chapter. We, but... we know, yes. <laughs> At the time when I wrote this, I didn't know what was going to happen next. I actually didn't is... went, didn't plan on there being a second chapter, so that was an accident. That is fun. So, what do we think the major um, themes, takeaways, morals of of uh, chapter one and meeting on the beach are? <laughs> I think. It is, it all comes down to when consummating your love, try and do it in a private place so that you don't get interrupted by a love rival. I mean, yeah, I think that's much of the, um, I see the real illusions, sort of Greek mythology there. Um, I mean, just think <laughs> about what would have happened if, um, if Hera hadn't, hadn't caught um, Zeus, you know, uh, being in infidelious, infidelious, in infidelous, um, unfaithful, unfaithful to her with with the nymph, um, that something or other, uh, we never would have had echoes. That is a problem that keeps me up at night most yeah, evenings. Well, that's a very good point, and I'm so glad that you brought in Greek mythology. And I think we've really, we've really, we've been somewhere today. Yeah, Plymouth. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's, uh, that's about it for this chapter. Jess, do you? That is about it. That's that's literally it for this chapter. That's it. That's all but... we've we've taken everything we can from it. Stay tuned for chapter two next time, which is called Memories of Cadiz. Memories of Cadiz. Ah. And I you better you better practice your Spanish accent in I, anticipation. I, that is my promise to our listeners. I will practice my Spanish accent for um, so it's not next Scottish. Week. Okay. Um, well, thank you very much for listening. Um, subscribe. Leave us a review on <laughs> iTunes. Are we going to put this on? Leave us a review. Yeah, of course we are. Great. Share it with your friends, your family, and your dog. Um, Have a wonderful evening and goodbye. Bye.